0: Daddy D, if it ain't going down at the Bunny Ranch, it ain't going down at all. It's going down, going down at the oh. Bunny Ranch. My name is Alice Little, and I am a legal sex worker at the world-famous Moonlight Bunny Ranch located right here in Carson City, Nevada. Today, I have a very special guest with me from one of our sister locations, the Sagebrush Ranch. Now, this lady is known for her bedroom communication nonstop. She is just phenomenal. Kind, warm, and caring are three adjectives that most accurately describe her. Welcome, my guest, Abby Avery. Hi. Hey, how are you doing today? I am so fantastic, and I'm so excited to be here with you. Me too, and we have such a fun topic that we're going to be talking about today. There's so many different reasons and ways that people find the Bunny Ranch, and I know that your story happens to be particularly interesting. Yeah, so, um, well, I originally heard about the
1: ranches through the show. Mm -hmm. Um, A lot of girls find it that way. But I was actually uh, teaching at the time as a public school teacher, and I... I always like, wanted to come here. and never thought I could because of my my career and everything. But I've always had an interest in human sexuality and intimacy and studying not just the physical, but the psychological as well. And so eventually when I realized I was done with the public education system, I said, you know, I'm going to do something for myself. And I applied and I came out here and it was so much more than what people think. Um, I just It's been such a great experience. I felt empowered and it's changed me like so much for the better.
0: Oh, that's incredible. Let's stop and go back a little bit and rewind. Tell me a little bit about why you chose to get into public education in the first place.
1: Okay, that's a great question. So I originally went to college for photojournalism and then um, I, I explored that industry a lot and I realized it really wasn't for me, but I was simultaneously taking a developmental psychology class. Ooh. And I was really, really fascinated with how the human brain develops and um, like early childhood education and all of that. So that's really what made me change my major to teaching. So that's the reason why I went into education in the first place
0: oh that's incredible Mm -hmm. it really sounds like you have a passion for the intellectual side of things and for understanding how people work and what motivates them Mm -hmm. what would you say you learned from your time in the public education sector well, it's interesting when you're a school teacher
1: because you you see like a raw slice of society every day, because um, children you know they're not they don't have filters so that's true they that's come from true all backgrounds. I actually I had a lot I've th- there was a lot of that a lot of things that I you know learned from that job and I had to deal with that kind of stuff. And Any just, funny stories you can share with us? Um, well you know kids say the funniest things, right? I guess I just have a million memories of all the funny things they tell me and their jokes. And, you know, it really shows their background and where they came from, too. So whenever mm-hmm. I'd have a parent conference, I'd be like, oh, this makes a lot of sense. You know, their personalities are a reflection of their families. And, and that's really interesting, too. So I guess I've always been interested in sociology that way, you know. Oh, that's and fascinating. That, you know, has obviously
0: uh, transpired to this job as well. I can see that what skills did you use in the public education sector that kind of applied to this job so many oh my goodness (laughs) and and people wouldn't realize that
1: right Mm -hmm. i mean you think of like public education and legal sex work and a lot of people would say well what what things are similar between those but um, i mean good communication skills um, knowing how to talk to all sorts of different people having compassion being kind, caring, being able to listen.
0: Yes. So many skills. Active listening, I think, is one of the rarest skills in our society today. Mm -hmm. You figure we don't teach it in school, so how are people supposed to learn that skill to begin with? Right. I I feel like so much value is lost in society because we no longer know how to effectively communicate with each other. Mm -hmm. How to share ideas back and forth, how to share concepts so this way someone else can add to them. And as a result, it's made it very difficult for us as a society to find deep personal intimacy in meaningful ways. Mm-hmm, absolutely. That's, that's what I think is so unique about this place is that it's one of the only places on earth that you can come and have an intimate experience with someone that is completely undisturbed by technology. Mm-hmm. Like you get to go out to dinner with someone who's like not on their cell phone texting the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yep, there is such a huge focus on personal connection here. And I think a lot of people lack that. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So what would you say would be the greatest highlight for you when you have an experience with someone?
1: I really enjoy... Um, understanding their background and what their needs and their wants are and being able to just give them an experience that they'll never forget and that they truly value and cherish and then you know afterwards you know after our near the end of our experience together I love to just really debrief and talk to them and and get to know them on a deeper level so it's just like levels of communication that I find really valuable I was going to say, it's almost like the sex is good, but the
0: after sex conversation even hotter. God. Yeah, I have a
1: lot of clients that tell me that, that, you know, they'll come back and see me because we, we establish that rapport and that connection. And, you know, the time we have together physically is wonderful. But then, you know, the afterglow is what they love the most.
0: The Abby Avery Afterglow yeah. experience, there you go. <laughs> Exclusive only at the Sagebrush Ranch. Mm-hmm. But it, it really is true though. The public assumption has always been, oh, it's about the sex at the Bunny Ranch. Wrong. Mm-hmm. It's anything but the sex. It's all about the adventure, the communication, and the connection that we get to establish here. Yep. I, I love the fact that it allows us to be vulnerable and share so much of ourselves personally with our guests. Mm-hmm. Like, when you're working with your guests, would you say that it ends up being a benefit when you share your past experiences? Yes, absolutely. Because everyone
1: wants to know why we all came here. I mean, clients Always. are really fast by that and then when they find out that we have all like you know there's so many stories here like all the ladies are here for different reasons that have different backgrounds and and I think clients really appreciate hearing about why we came here and you know what our backgrounds are.
0: Oh yeah It, it really is true like I found the Bunny Ranch compliments of a sex educator. I was traveling around the country as a BDSM and sex educator teaching classes to men, women, couples and she happened to be working at the Bunny Ranch at the time. She shared a little bit about her experience, what it was like being in this space, and kind of gave me the idea to jump in and give it a go mm-hmm. three years later and I never left. So clearly yeah. it ended up being a good fit. Right. And then I find myself telling
1: my friends and family too, because everyone's very, uh, there's mis, there's misinformation out there and everyone's really uneducated about how this works and what we do and the, and the you know, services that we really provide to society. And so, uh, even in my personal life, I find that I am educating everyone around me and enlightening them and, and people are, are shocked and,
0: In in, in a pleasant way. Oh yeah, not a lot of people realize this, but as sex workers we're also given the secondary job of being sex work ambassadors in a way. We essentially act as representatives for the brothel industry and in turn educate the greater society on what it is we do and who we are as people. Mm -hmm. It's really made me want to get more into advocacy too. Oh yes. What would you say are some of the biggest misconceptions that people have about this world? Um, well, people think that we're dirty, which is not true. Wrong. (laughs) Not true. How the doctor system works within the legal brothels is that sex workers are required by law to visit the doctor every single week for a slob. She is unable to work until those test results come back clear and negative. Mm -hmm. It works out phenomenally that way. Plus, you figure condoms are required for all sexual activities so protection is used mm-hmm. so to say that we're dirty is definitely inaccurate
1: and we are definitely trained to be uh, honestly
0: I think women learn safer practices here than in the real world I it's mean- true not a lot of people realize this mm-hmm. but did you know that there's a quick medical check for our guests oftentimes referred to as a DC before the encounter actually begins mm-hmm. this is both for our protection as well as the guest protection it lets us do Like a quick visual exam, make sure everything looks happy, healthy, and ready to go before we jump into the bed together. Mm -hmm. What other misconceptions do you come across? So another one is
1: that everything, well, we mentioned this earlier, we touched on it, but everything is just about the physical, which especially for
0: my experiences is completely inaccurate. Not at all. Like, would you tell me a little bit about one time that you really connected with someone and it wasn't about the sex? Well, um, Well, I have had some clients who've had medical disabilities.
1: Ooh, tell us a little bit about that. And so um, I guess you could say outside of our... our industry, they were unable to have a healthy sex life because mm. of stigmas that they face from other people, or judgment, or or misinformation
0: or confusion it's on true. their partner's
1: behalf. There's and a
0: lot, of, lot mm-hmm. of stigma around sex and disability, and it really is unfortunate that it's so prevalent in society.
1: It is, because everybody deserves a healthy sex life. Everybody deserves intimacy, and it doesn't matter if you have any kind of disability. You should be allowed to have that, too. And so... Being able, for that client, being able to communicate with me freely and in a space where that client felt completely, you know, it was a non-judgmental environment. I felt like that person experienced a freedom that they hadn't been able
0: to to have before. And that's beautiful. That made me feel really good, you know, Aww, that I
1: could provide I that for it. them. I love it. Yeah.
0: Like it really sounds like that's a, like a life-changing moment for someone. Mm-hmm. Did they lose their virginity to you by any chance? That particular client? No, but I have had
1: clients who um, were virgins and that is also a very special experience because a lot of times I find that virgins, um, have so much, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Their ang- they have anxiety regarding their their, mm. se- their sexuality and their first sexual experience, and I feel like we provide a space that allows them to be comfortable with that.
0: It's true. It's really important to know that the Nevada brothels are a safe place for everybody. Disabled, black, white, men, women, couples. We are open and welcoming. If you're transgender, if you're bisexual, if you're not even sure what your sexuality is and you just want to learn more, this is the space in Mm -hmm. which somebody can come have a personal connection with somebody and get to know them one-on-one to achieve all of their goals and everything that they want to yeah it's it absolutely guts me that this opportunity is limited just to nevada Mm -hmm. it's so special that we have it here and it's essential that we protect the legality of the brothel system it's such a wonderful thing and I just wish more people knew about it and the benefits that it really had amongst society. Yeah. So what are some of the ways that you accommodate for disabled Clients. Well, good. Uh, I'm going to always go back to good communication because I feel like that's key for any client,
1: but especially disabled clients. Um, I want to know their history, their background, what experiences they've had already. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of questions go into it before the experience, which is another thing that society, that's another misconception. Like people don't realize that we really can get down to the nitty gritty before we get into the bedroom. I mean, we can get history and we can find out what they've experienced, what they want to do and all the things. So, And that matters a lot, too. It really does. You don't just jump
0: into the bed, you know. Oh, no, it's not. That's, I think, the biggest advantage of setting up an appointment with Mm -hmm. a legal sex worker is that you actually have the ability to get to know them and develop a friendship. Like, when I greet my guests in the parlor, I'm not interacting with a stranger. Like, that's my friend. And we've been texting each other for multiple weeks or months Mm -hmm. leading up to this experience. Or oftentimes, I'll have repeat guests come back. And it's like hanging out with an old friend all over again. Yes, yep. Mm -hmm. It's just, it's such a great way of doing things. And yet, society continues to picture this as being booze and champagne and limousines and wild parties. No, that's not it at all. There's such a psychological piece to it, too. It truly Mm -hmm. is. And I oftentimes think that that's the most valuable component of this. Because you figure everyone has sex. Sex is common. Sex is easy. Like who cares? Like, it's sex. Like, yeah, I had sex. I just had sex. <laughs> like, it's sex. But When you have a good sexual experience with someone where you connect with them, Mm -hmm. that's what you talk about. Not the sex. You talk about the conversation you had afterwards. Oh, when we laid there and we talked about horses and got to know each other and we realized we both grew up on Long Island. It's so crazy. We actually went to the same restaurant. Mm -hmm. Those are the moments that I think are most special. Yeah, and when the stigma barriers are broken for client and for the lady,
1: I mean, that just allows for such better, deeper conversation. I mean, because we as... girls we experience a lot of societal stigma regarding what we do and clients they have societal stigma um, regarding coming here a lot of times too but then they realize upon coming here that it's just such a wonderful place and and I love mm-hmm. breaking down those
0: barriers for sure. I, I think most people feel very nervous when they first think about coming to a brothel mm-hmm. like a lot of people have felt that way that's something that happens regularly you figure what people find, though, when they actually arrive, is that the actual reality of this space is welcoming, open, warm, and most importantly, mm-hmm. non-judgmental. Yep. And I love. I find
1: interesting that we're talking about this because I find that I get a lot of first-timers
0: um, oh, who've never been here. Yes. I
1: love being the first introduction because. I really do a lot to make sure that they understand what this is about and what it can be for their future. I mean, we educate people on better sex practices. Um, we allow people to become more in tune with themselves and what they need Mm -hmm. Um, we help couples like I just had my first couple recently and and they had never been with another person and and this is a safe space for that too because you know someone's not gonna get in the way of your relationship and you can explore different things together and really take your relationship to the next level oh yeah and that's super valuable too let's talk
0: about that for one second To think that a sex worker is going to steal your man is the exact same thing as thinking that a child care provider is going to steal your two-year-old. They don't want your (laughs) two-year-old. They're going to give him back to you. Like, here you go. Freshly changed, all good to go. Like, here you go, here's your guy, happy and satisfied. And now you even know some preferential techniques and things that you can do at home to spice up your sex life and have better intimacy than ever. Mm -hmm. I think in so many ways, this truly is a way to save relationships. Because... It can be very threatening to go out and have a threesome out in the wild with a stranger. Mm -hmm. You don't know if that person has an STD or STI. You don't know if that person is a drug user. You don't know what their criminal background is. The reality is, in order to work within the legal industry, we're all required to undergo an FBI criminal background and fingerprint check. You know that we're safe and clear of STDs and STIs. It's a drug-free environment. That kind of nonsense isn't going to be tolerated. Mm-hmm. And so when you come here and indulge in the experiences, you can do so with the knowledge that it's safe, it's legal, it's fun. You can let your guard down and give in to fun and pleasure. hmm so, revisiting some of those first-time guests that you have at the ranch, what would you say is the most frequently asked question that you get? Well, so typically it starts with an email, and
1: I'll get an email from a, a client, and they are very, um, they're not shy to let me know that they have never done this before, and mm-hmm. um, a lot of times they'll tell me their situation in detail as if I'm going to be judgmental of that or if there's a problem, and and then the first thing I always say is don't ever feel any type of negative way about sharing anything with me. Like you can share anything and everything. This is a safe space. Um, And then they also just procedural stuff. They wanna know about like, how does this work? When
0: I get there, what happens? Um, Mm -hmm. You know, All that kind of stuff. So what does happen when somebody comes to the ranch the first time? Let's say that they've emailed you and they're interested in that world famous Abby Avery Afterglow experience. They've emailed you, they've set up a day and time. Mm -hmm. You've told them to ring the bell twice to let the cashier know that you're there for an appointment rather than a lineup. They come through the front gate. They're in the parlor of the Sagebrush Ranch now what happens? So I
1: really do my best to make sure that I know exactly what kind of experience they're seeking before they arrive. So I like to, you know, be wearing something that they want to see me in. I really love doing outfit requests. I come out and just that initial meeting is so special because I know that they're nervous and, um, I I do everything I can to make them feel comfortable. So I'll sit with them in the parlor and like, we'll get to know each other a little bit. If we already haven't done that, I like to maybe do, um, like a FaceTime call beforehand, just so we can have that rapport by the time they, to get there um, and then I'll give them a tour I'll show them all around and a lot of clients don't realize how large our space is and mm. how many different uh, rooms there are and and things that we can do it's not like we just have to use my space we can use the fantasy suite or it's you true know, we can explore fantasies
0: like that's mm-hmm. something that they also don't realize is yes um, there's the an endless possibilities. Like the Sagebrush Ranch has a beautifully large fantasy suite with a four-poster bed, mm-hmm. deep jacuzzi tub, big enough for two, three, four, or more, big, spacious walk-in shower, and even a stage with a dancing pole if somebody's looking for a more exotic experience, too. Right. Yes. Lots of different options here. It's really incredible. And then, typically, um, either
1: after the tour, we'll head back to my space, and I really enjoy showing my space because that's another great thing about um, our system is that we can, you know, decorate and design our rooms how we wish. And it was really a big reflection of our personality. And I like to set a very comfortable space for my clients when it comes to the lighting. the I have a diffuser for, like, you know, to make my room smell nice. And oh. just, like, I have a lot of amenities for my clients, you know, to make them feel comfortable. I tell them, when you're in my space, I want it to be, I want you to feel like you're in your space, too. Oh, that's um, incredible. Like, my, my room is your room, and this is our space together to explore whatever we need to and whatever
0: we whatever we design. It's Um, so funny, but like I'm getting like flashbacks to my college days. I had taken some classes in psychology and they were talking about how you set up an office space. It should be warm. It should be welcoming. It should smell nice. It should be a comfortable temperature. It Mm -hmm. should be well lit and feel comfortable. And it's so funny because I'm hearing you intuitively doing all of those things to make somebody feel safe, comfortable and secure. Mm -hmm. It's really wonderful. Yeah. And then we might even have a
1: drink at the bar, Beforehand, A lot of clients want to do that. And that allows us time to get to know each other um, on a deeper level before we have anything physical happen. So um, and then, you know, when our when we do have our time together and our time is over, I like to really um, give time to for my client to step back into reality. Cause mm-hmm. my philosophy is like, when you're with me, I really want it to feel like you're taken out of the world and just given in this amazing experience. Um, so we might, you know, have take
0: a shower and clean up and just like debrief after. Mm-hmm. And kind of almost like a slow wind down, almost like aftercare in a way. Like mm-hmm. this is how you're cared for after the experience kind of transitions and warms you back the real world. That's beautiful. Yeah. And that's very important to me. And, and that's a pillar of the kind of experience
1: that I provide. And I love that we all have something different that we offer too. like as, as ladies who work here. I mean, everybody has a different style. Everybody has something unique to offer. And that's a beautiful thing, too.
0: Mm-hmm. It really is true. You figure that when a lady first comes to work within the legal brothel system, she very much so becomes the CEO of her own company. She's able to choose what services to offer, what kind of special She wants to focus on how she wants to even name and brand herself. And as such, she's able to be true and genuine to who she is as a person. So true. And that's
1: a big thing. When I first came here, I felt just such an empowerment. I I mean, because society, you know, stigmatizes human sexuality and being sexually free. And when I got here, it's like, wow, like I can actually celebrate who I am as a Mm -hmm. person. Um, I almost felt like it was a coming out, to be honest with you. And um, that's something clients don't realize either. You know, I I learned a lot about myself through coming here and it's made me such a more well-rounded person
0: in general. It really is true. The personal development and growth Mm -hmm. that I've seen in myself over the past three years, like I do not feel like the same person I was three years ago because I actually started at the Sagebrush Ranch. So like I remember coming through the parlor, nervous beyond words, like, scared speechless, mm-hmm. like if you can believe that. I was so I was so <laughs> nervous. But I really found my confidence in this industry. Mm-hmm. Being able to advocate for myself, being able to just put myself out there and seeing such positive results is really motivating. Mm-hmm. And, and we could choose what we want to do and what we don't want to do. And who we want to work with and when we want to work it Mm -hmm. it really is the most perfect system possible for this kind of service to exist within our society Mm -hmm. it's such a freeing experience for for me and for my clients i
1: think it
0: really is i've always thought of it as almost like a, a coming of age ritual you figure in society there usually is kind of a rite of passage that marks the passing from childhood into adulthood We don't really have anything as Americans. Like, we have a driver's license, we have cigarettes, and we have gambling. Like, that's not good enough. We need something better than that. So, I mean, why not come to a brothel to be your, like, adult rite of passage? Mm -hmm. Learn about yourself sexually. Learn how to communicate with future partners. And set yourself up for future success. That's... Brilliant. I mean, we provide,
1: we provide a public service just like any other service profession. And that's that's another misconception of society. It's true. Mm-hmm. It's a very
0: common one that we are viewed as being other. Like, I, I always say yeah. is we've got doctors for our physical health. We have mental health professionals for our mental health. We even have, like, priests and ritualists to take care of our f- spiritual needs. Mm-hmm. Who takes care of our sexual health? Sex workers. Mm-hmm. Why not us? We are the right people people for the job, literally. Yep. And and you're having a happy, healthy sex life, it affects every part of your life. I really truly believe that. When somebody leaves the ranch, they carry themselves differently. Their shoulders are back, their head is up, they feel confident and secure and that changes and affects all of your other actions. It almost has like a ripple effect. Absolutely. I recently had an experience with an entrepreneur. He was a, a younger virgin in his 30s, never really had the ability to express himself sexually, was very uncomfortable around women, didn't know how to flirt. and. What he found is that after our time together, all of a sudden, he felt way more confident in himself, and he was being very bold, Mm -hmm. and it resulted in him making some business choices that have ended up being tremendously, tremendously successful. Absolutely. a single encounter at the Bunny Ranch has now literally led to a lifetime of success for this person. We change lives here. Right. I've had clients who they come out on
1: a regular basis, like twice a year. It's a regular thing for them. They look forward to it every time they come like it's Christmas morning. And I've had um, some of those clients. I mean, they've talked to me about maybe people they're dating back home and like how best to go about, you know, the next steps of pursuing a relationship with people like I've given dating advice. And that's something I think a lot of people wouldn't
0: Wouldn't Oh no. No one think think happens here, right? Oh my god, no. Like I've literally like sat there and helped somebody work on their Tinder profile before, like as part of an experience Mm -hmm. and like given them some of my like top wing woman tips for how to pick up girls and where should you go to meet a potential partner that has the same hobbies and interests that you do. Mm -hmm. Like that's all a part of this too absolutely and what astounds me is that i'm sure some of the listeners right now are thinking to themselves wow that sounds so nice how do i make something like that happen for me well, it all starts with the first step of sending an email. Mm-hmm. How do people reach you, by the way? So um, you can reach
1: me at uh, my email, which is Abby Avery at sagebrushranch.com. Um, you can visit any of the ranch websites and you can explore the ladies' profiles, um, get to know them better. We all have bios and we have videos and we have pictures um, and you can actually contact, contact us through our, our profile on the website as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then whenever my clients email me, the initial email, they'll receive a question back it's just a short very short list of questions I like to get get to know my clients better what kind of experience they're seeking Um, and then we just take it from there and usually I'll uh, go back and forth with them a few times before they visit and um, we set a date and once they have a date in mind and we agree on that they call in and place their deposit for you know the appointment which which reserves their space their time slot for just them Uh, and then they pretty much just get to come and have a great experience
0: it's amazing Life is about what you make it, and so if you want to have something like this experience in your life, make it happen for yourself. Like, send that email right now. There's so many different ways to connect with the ladies. First, we have the websites, bunnyranch.com, sagebrushranch.com, kitkatranch.com, and loveranch.net. You can visit all of the different ladies' profiles, see who's in town, and set up your date. Don't be afraid. It's such a great place to come and explore, make an amazing connection and learn about yourself too. All right, guys, that's about all we have for this week. Once again, I've been your host, Alice Little, and you can find me on my website, thealicelittle.com, as well as on Twitter under at thealicelittle. Lots of ladies have social media profiles, so this way we're able to connect and interact with you. We share pictures from our daily lives. Oftentimes, we'll even go live and answer your questions, so this way you're able to get a sense of who we are as people before you come to the strange place for the first time. Where else are you on the internet? So um, in addition to emailing me at Abby Avery
1: at sagebrushranch.com, you can also find me on Twitter. Um, my handle is abby0, as in the number zero, Avery. Um, and I'm working on some other things, so stay posted.
0: Ooh, sounds exciting. You'll definitely have to update us as new things happen. Thank you all once again, and make sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode of Bunny Ranch Podcast. See you next time. Bye. Bye.